uncensored, unfiltered, unhinged. It's the Corelcast. Listen daily on your favorite streaming service. It is the Corelcast. I am Corel. So very glad you are joining me. And I think you and I are the only two people sitting around without classified documents somewhere in our house. And I'm going to search later because I may in fact have some. So we're going to talk about that. We got to talk about that. Also, tragedy upon tragedy, as my friend Gavin Newsom said today, we've had 40 mass shootings in 24 days, 25 days in the United States. So we're just getting started. Where does it end? I'm going to tell you. Also, we're going to talk about the Oscars, although I completely forgot my list of nominees. So we're going to have to wing that one, Uh, but we'll do it. Uh, All right. Also, today, programming note, the show is going to be in segments, basically, like in the radio days. Uh, to make it easier for you to consume and also easier to break up uh, should I want to break out segments. So there's going to be segments. There'll be intros, outros, a little music, that sort of stuff, like the days of radio. But let's start with classified documents because it started with Donald Trump having documents at Mar-a-Lago that he wouldn't release. And that's how, let's remember how all this came into our lexicon, okay? And hello, Canada. I see you. Hello, Ireland. I see you today in the top 200 in Ireland. Hi, United States. Top 250. See you. Hey, hello. Uh, So Donald Trump had these classified documents at Mar-a-Lago, and he wouldn't give them back. No, they're mine. Mine, 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 mine. And so they issued subpoenas, and he ignored them, and and then now you know how this all, you know, got to be, that snowball. So then they go to get them because they know they're there, Okay. And he won't, he's like, I'm not giving them back. I said, I'm not giving them to you. No, you can't have them. They're mine. So then we find out, you know, months later, Joe Biden has got classified documents over here, classified documents over there. Here's some classified. There's some classified. Everywhere are classified. All these people have these docs. Oh, I owe, I owe. Uh, and so then that scandal erupts, you know, oh, Biden's got classified documents up as Wahoo. Uh, maybe they didn't look there. Uh, maybe they should look there. Uh, and now we find out Mike Pence has got classified documents over in his house. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and everyone is too freaking scared to go ask Dick Cheney. OK, he probably has like the most classified documents, but we will never know because who's going to serve that subpoena? Yeah, let's do, he shot someone in the face already and got away with it. I'm sure he reminds people of that. Uh, so anyway, so we have all of these people with classified documents. Now, the difference is the National Archives knew Donald Trump had them, okay? They did not know that Joe Biden and Mike Pence had them. That's my first question. Why not? Is there like no classified librarian of Congress sort of thing? Like, you know, yeah, you check them out. Because I know I mentioned this, but there are people that still get overdue notices for books, okay? And like those things get forwarded from one address. They will find you. The, the, the Postal Service helps people find, you know, helps the libraries find you. You owe them $1.27. You did not return the joy of cooking naked. Uh, either you rented or either you checked out the joy of cooking naked or they wanted you to return it naked. I don't know, but whatever. So we know these things. You know, you take out a rental car, you don't return it the next day, they report your ass stolen. Okay, they want their car back. Now, you would think 
the United States government has someone running things when it comes to classified documents that's as good as Hertz rental car. But no, 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 no. So now we have all these scandals here. I mean, we got, I don't know who does not have classified documents. Uh, and what does it say? Well, a couple things. Let's go back to it's a matter of character. I fully believe, and I'm going to give this to Mike Pence. I fully believe it was a mistake for both on both Mike Pence's part uh, and Joe Biden. I think the I think those are both on, both of those are honest mistakes. I really believe that. I don't think I think a lot of things about Mike Pence. I do. I think he's evil and he's probably gay and got a really sick relationship with his wife, calling her mother. Because you know who has sex with their mother. Uh, but whatever. Uh, I don't like him. However, I do not believe he willfully took classified documents. It appears to be the same problem that Biden has. When these happy-go-lucky people come and you know pack all this stuff up and, and take them away to God knows where, they're not going through them to see if there's any classified. And there's no librarian standing there saying, okay, we show that you've got these records, these records, these records, we need them back. It's sort of like the honor system. Oh, I promise I won't take any classified documents. I mean, we could, pro I'm, I'm, I'm not saying they should, but maybe Bill Clinton should start sorting through his stuff and George W. Bush should go up in the attic there in Texas and dust off the files and, you know, put aside his cat paintings and, and you know, because he paints little animals or what, I don't know what he does. I don't care what he does, just as long as he doesn't do it around me. Same thing with Donald Trump. Okay, so here's where the problem is. Whoever is in charge of classified documents isn't. They just ain't. That's the problem. Now, when that person that was in charge decided they wanted Trump's back and he didn't give them, that's why he's committed a crime. But in terms of him possessing the documents, maybe we should, maybe we should slide him on that too. I hate to say it, but if like if Pence has got them, Biden's got them, Trump's got them, does Obama have any? Should he go through some files? I mean, it's not. Is it their fault? I don't think it's their fault. You know, if there were like classified documents up there that I just plum forgot about and someone didn't call to get them back and then I call movers and they pack them up and ship them somewhere. And, you know, whose fault is that? It becomes criminal when you have them, you don't give them back. You're like, oh, I have them. And the other thing, here's another thing. How come they just looking now? How come Mike Pence? Mike Pence was asked months ago, you got any classified documents? He's like, uh-uh, no. No, I ain't got any. No, I do. I have none. Well, guess what? They say he's got a few. What's a few, hon? More than two. So 2,000 technically could be a few. Because it's, you know, more than two. So he's got a few. Yeah. You got one. One. One classified document put Reality Winner. I bet Reality Winner is somewhere just shaking her head now. She's the one that went to jail for like five, seven years over one document. Which we actually needed to see the document. It was a document about Trump. She went to jail. Oh, Lord. So what do y'all think? I would like to hear from you. It's either contact at reallycorel.com. Uh, or if you are watching on YouTube, like I want so many of you to, youtube.com forward, forward slash, trying to spit that out, uh, reallycorel, 
then comment down below. Down below. Down there. Comment. I, I honestly, I think Pence was an honest mistake too. I do. I hate him, and there's a lot to hate, but I, I don't think he'd be selling secret documents. I just don't. Trump, hell yes. I think he buried them with his wife in that coffin because she was cremated. So she took up about this much space. Meanwhile, the rest of the coffin, uh, illegal money that he got and more documents. And why aren't they searching? That's the other thing. They searching everywhere Biden might have had coffee. Okay, I mean, if Joe Biden like went the bathroom there, they are searching the place for classified documents. Donald Trump has like five other locations they have not searched. Not searched. Nope. I don't think they searched his uh, Irish place, his Scottish place, his other places. No, hell no. Mm -mm. They better start searching and dig her up. Dig up Ivanka. Dig up Ivanka. Dig up Ivanka. <laughs> Should be a hashtag. Hashtag unearth Ivanka. There's, donk there's documents in there. They're in there. Uh, all right. Can the next segment, by the way, we are going to talk about the tragedy upon tragedies and what we're going to do about them. All right. So don't go anywhere. Uh, and that will be a fun thing for us both to do. Although, how do you talk about this in a fun way? Really? How do you? <laughs> oh, you know, truly. How how am I going to do the next topic without getting angry and mad? Go listen to this song. Stronger together. When they go low, we go high. Lift our voices to the sky. If you're not visiting reallycorel.com daily, you're missing out. Get the podcast videos and the blog, including recipes, at reallycorel.com. That's really K-A-R-E-L dot com. Uncensored. Unfiltered. Unhinged. It's the Corel Cast. Tragedy upon tragedy. That's what Gavin Newsom has called what's going on in the country right now, particularly since his state seems to be on fire when it comes to mass shootings. And it's sad because uh, California has some of the strictest gun laws on the books. And so I'm seeing all these social media posts and I'm seeing all these headlines, you know, 40 mass shootings. Do you know that Amnesty International and <laughs> the organizations that issue travel warnings across the world about dangerous countries, they have told people, don't come here. Don't come to the United States. Don't go. Just don't go. And I'm thinking to myself, this is real. You know, Ireland, France, Germany, all the civilized countries, Australia, they have now issued highest travel warnings about the United States. And what it says in the Amnesty International one, which is where everybody goes and looks, by the way, it says because the proliferation and preponderance of American citizens to carry guns, meaning they think we all just have them. Like we all just, well, I got one. <laughs> I do have one. Uh, but th they're thinking that we're all carrying them everywhere we go and just shooting everybody up like the Old West. And I I wanted to argue. I did. I was like, well, that's not true. I am just said no room. But then I choked on my word. <coughs> well, <laughs> it is kind of true. So what's going to happen? 
Well, first of all, over the next two years, nothing, because this Congress would not only have no will to do anything, but several members of Congress on their campaign literature had photos of themselves and their children being groomed to carry, you know, automatic weaponry. And because half of this Congress or more has no clue what the First Amendment and Second Amendment and Third Amendment and Fourth Amendment and any amendment means. Now, when Geraldo Rivera, Geraldo, he's still alive, still got a mustache, he's still eating his face. When Geraldo is on Fox News, right? He's talking to Sean, a little Sean Hannity. And uh, Geraldo holds up a musket. He did on TV. I'm not making this up. Geraldo held up a musket and he looks at Sean and he, well, well, he was on a Zoom or a tell, whatever. They weren't in the same studio. No one gets in the studio with Sean. Uh, anyway, <laughs> except Tucker, who's probably under the desk. Take it, Tuck. All that masculinity. They have to do something with all that masculinity, don't they? Here, Tucker, take it. I bet during each other's shows, they're under the desk. Like, Sean's in front of Tucker, just worshiping. And then Tucker's in front of Sean. And yeah, it probably happens. Anyway, so Geraldo was on there. And they were talking, you know, guns and gun violence. And, of course, blaming everybody but themselves and gun owners. Uh, <laughs> they blamed everybody but the people who buy guns, AR-15s, keep them legal, high magazines. Or high capacity magazines, all that. The stuff there is just no reason for anybody to have. Uh, but they, you know, they're, they're defending it. So Geraldo picks up a musket. He looked very, um, you know, I don't know, Revolutionary War-ish. He did with his hair and his big mustache. And I thought, oh, casting. He could. Uh, but anyway, and he was trying to illustrate something to Sean Hannity, which is dumb because it's like trying to teach math to a rock. I used to say to a pig, but pigs can learn math. Uh, so they can. So uh, it's like trying to teach math to a rock. A rock can learn math, but it doesn't want to. So it just ignores you. Uh, and so here he is like, well, this is what the founders, you know, they, they could never envision AR-15s. And in the face of their own logic, like they got, they got their own star telling them something logical for a change, of course, they get right out of it. They get right there. Oh, well, yeah, but uh, blah, 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 blah. And so you have to ask yourself, who wants Americans to keep dying? Who? Who, who, who? Uh, and that's an honest question. Because if there wasn't some powerful people that didn't want us to die, then we would have gotten rid of guns like every other country in the world has. Every first world, bracket around first, first world nation uh, that has gotten rid of their guns has done so after a massacre, done so quickly, almost done it completely, and had no problem with it since. But somehow, we can't do that. The greatest country in the world! And we can't manage our gun problem. And I was asking someone out yesterday. I said, I was at the UPS store. And I said, do you feel safe? And they said, well. And then I said, what were you going to say? And they said, well, I was going to say it hasn't happened, but it has happened in Vegas. It happened right over there on the Strip on October 1st. And it's happened at grocery stores, movie theaters, malls, lots of schools, it's happened in public parks. It's happened at mushroom farms now in Northern California. I mean, come on. This disgruntled Asian worker at a mushroom farm goes berserk and kills seven people. That's just bizarre. 
That's a, I just, at first I thought, well, what kind of mushrooms were they growing? I mean, really, this guy, he goes, and they're all old. What the hell's up with these old killers? Like 63, 67, 72, whatever. I thought when you mellowed out when you got older, they're grabbing guns. Jesus. And so it must be profitable for us to die. Or there must be an agenda to creating this kind of chaos in the United States. Otherwise, there'd be a solution. Because we fix things when they no longer become profitable for someone, and only then. Only then. You know, I'm watching a series on Hulu called Web of Death. Dun, dun, dun. And it actually shouldn't be called that, because it's quite interesting. And it's about how the internet and internet sleuths have actually solved crimes. Uh, many crimes. Or because someone went live on social media, they got their problem solved. They got the police to do something or they got because, they're, you know, it took off. It went viral. And I thought to myself, what do we need to do to get action on guns? We have seen live stream video from inside the grocery store when the killer was shooting people. It's like a video game. We've seen that. We, we know what people look like when they get shot. We hear about it daily, twice daily, three times daily. What is it going to take? It's obviously going to take someone not making money off us dying. Now, I don't know who it, I can't, I have thought about this. It's not the gun manufacturers making that much money. I mean, there's not that much money in AR-15s, is there? I mean, it can't be that. There has to be, a larger picture. Why are they letting us fall into this kind of chaos where we are terrified everywhere we go? Who does that serve? Politicians? The Republican Party? I'm, I'm at a loss nowadays because there is just no logical reason that we're not banning AR-15s like today. There's, just, there's no logical reason. There is no logical reason for any Democrat or Republican to stand in the way of reforming or abolishing the Second Amendment. There's no logical reason. Jefferson said we should change the document. I mean, there's no reason. But then again, there has to be. Because if there weren't a reason, we'd do it. But we don't. Why not? What are your thoughts on that? My thought is money. Somebody is making money off the chaos. Now, whether it's politicians, you know, putting money into their coffers from the gun lobby or whatever, but it's money. Money has to be the reason we're dying. It's the reason we always die. It's the reason we don't get medical care. It's the reason we don't get the food we need. It's the reason we don't get the exercise we need. Money is the reason you give your life to an employer for like 50 years. And then when you're all used up and a shell of a person at 67, they say, okay, now you can go retire and have a life when you no, when you no longer have a life. Money. Money makes us give our life, literally our years, the most precious things we have. Give it away. It must be what about guns? All right. I don't know how we're going to talk Oscars next because I don't have the nominees in front of me, but we're going to figure it out. Uh, don't go anywhere, of course, except to one of the handy websites they're telling you about here on all of this new fly-in, fly-out stuff. It's pretty cool, isn't it? I think it's pretty cool. Uh, all right. So our third segment is going to be about the Oscars. Uh, well, uh, first of all, we got to talk about Viola Davis. 
We got to talk about it. Why isn't the woman king getting any nomination? How do Oscars go so wrong? We'll talk about that. Make your device a whole lot smarter. Get the Corel Cast app free at the app store of your choice now. Uncensored. Unfiltered. Unhinged. It's the Corel Cast. It is the Corel Cast. I am Corel, and we are almost out of here. One more segment to go. Uh, and then we'll be back on Friday. Don't forget, next Wednesday, I'm going to be a basket case because Ember is going to be at the vet having her teeth cleaned. A rather minor procedure, even if she has an extraction. It's not that big of a deal. But I'm terrified because of social media telling me that, you know, of course, your dog's going to die if you get their dental done. That's not true. They're not going to. And I care enough about her to do this. But I am scared. Before we get to the Oscars, can I tell you what I'm really thinking about today? I am so in love with Ember right now. The way she looks, the way, just everything, just in bed when she's next to me and the whole thing. And I'm like, oh, this is your medical anxiety. You think these are your, this is your last week with her because she's going to die, you know, on getting her teeth fixed. She's not going to. But my medical anxiety goes there. And so I'm just like appreciating every move she makes. And I thought, wait a minute. Isn't this the feeling I should have every day towards life. Because if I really believed what the world has taught me more than anybody that I know is that life changes on a dime. People that are here are gone instantly, uh, whether it's your husband or you're walking your dog and you get run over or your mom dies in front of you or whatever. It's, you know, it just, it happens that fast. And I know because I've seen it countless times now. So shouldn't I be that way? And I thought, if we really were that way, if, if we really saw our lives as finite, okay? If we saw a beginning, a middle, and an end, if we really saw that and believed it, then we would appreciate so much more every single day. I know that I'm appreciating Ember more right now because I do have a little bit of fear that something's going to go wrong. Irrational or not, I have that fear. And that fear is making me so appreciative of every moment I have with her. Well, then why aren't we afraid our planet's going to die and be more appreciative of it every single moment in everything we do? Why aren't we more appreciative of just life? The, 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 just the miracle that is life. And then not want to take one to eat. Why is it okay to protect the lives of, say, dogs and cats, but not pigs and cows? Because we don't see how miraculous their life is. And we really do not see how miraculous our lives are. We don't. You know, I talk a lot about risk. One in 800 chance on a motorcycle of going down. One in 4,000 chance of Ember dying under anesthesia. The, the risk of death is 100%. We're going to die. And 
that appreciation for life that I'm feeling right now, I want to capture it. I want to have it every day. When I pick up Ember and she's fine and she comes home groggy, that next day, I want to love her even more than I'm loving her right now. You know, appreciation, how, I, how, do I, how can I instill this in you? How can I make you grateful? Make you grateful for today. How can I do that? I try almost every day on the show to do something that inspires you to be better, to eat better or, or be more physical or something. But how do I get you to just be grateful for what is right in front of you? The earth, the planet. I'm looking at a tree right now out the window and that tree is a marvel. It's gonna be long after I'm gone. You know, the mountains that are right there with their snow-capped majesty, just staring at me, not caring, not caring about what's going over out in the valley, that those mountains could care less about what we do in Las Vegas. There's so much majesty in Ember just looking at me with the wisp of hairs on her ears that are, it's white, and oh God, she's so cute. She reminds me of Linda Evans on Dynasty Little Wings on her, it's just incredible. So how do I get you to be more appreciative? Whatever I can do, let me know. Because gosh, I appreciate y'all. I do. You know, watching that uh, web of death, and they talk about their listeners or their followers. And I think, you know, good for you, but you've been on air since uh, there's a podcaster on there from this thing called Truth and Justice. And he's been on air for eight years. And there have been fans with him since the beginning. There have been fans with me right now on this show since the 90s, the 90s. Some of you have been listening to me since I was in my mid-30s and I'm 60. Now talk about dedication and talk about you know friends and uh, just people you can rely upon. That's incredible. There will be a Patreon call this weekend, by the way. Just, just putting that in. So Oscars. You know, I'm not going to go over the individual nominations because here's what I have to say about Oscars and all the awards except the Dorians. Somehow, the voters, when they go to vote, they vote like they're somebody they're not. In other words, we all should like the hoity-toity art films like Tar, okay, T-A-R, with Kate Blanchett. I did not like Tar. I found it tedious. I found all the stuff about classical composers boring as crap. And there were times I found myself looking at my phone or my iPad because the movie just lost my interest. Now, had it been a straightforward examination of a lesbian in the Me Too movement, and she's a flirty, you know, lesbian, had it been that, which is what I think it wanted to be, I might have liked it. Instead, it's about an hour and a half about classical music and blah, 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 and great monologues. And Blanchett's always fabulous. She can't be bad. But the movie? <sighs> Is it over? Is it done yet? Okay, no, no, it's riveting. No, it's work of genius. Yeah, absolutely. See what I'm saying? Meanwhile, you watched the warrior woman or the woman king or whatever, you know, whatever it was, the woman king. 
and I'm not being disrespectful. I just get the titles mixed up. You watch the woman king, and you're engaged. You're involved. And Viola Davis is kicking ass. And there's politics, and there's scheming, and there's the undertone of slavery, and all this other stuff. And not with the white guy being the bad guy in slavery, by the way. It's about black people selling each other into slavery. Oh, it's a great movie. Hundred million dollars at the box office. Everyone talking about it. Winning awards all over the place. No Oscar nominations. Why? You know, I think it's because Viola Davis was ugly in it. And when I say ugly, I don't think she's ugly. I don't. But I mean ugly in terms of... All right, we'll be back on Friday. I am for LP. Who you want to be? Well, then, everybody. So raise a glass and cheers to the man from Westland Row. Who'd like a drink, give a subtle wink to all the boys and girls he know. Hey, it's Corel. Amber and I would like to thank you for joining us today and remind you there's a way to never miss a thing and that's by subscribing right now to my YouTube channel. Just click the subscribe button below or go to youtube.com forward slash really Corel. That's youtube.com forward slash really Corel for a world of great free content. And that content is kept free by the fabulous group of patrons at Patreon. Why not become one and show your support for the show? Just $5 a month or more and you're in. Go to patreon.com forward slash really Corel. That's patreon.com forward slash really Corel. My website is reallycorel.com and everything fabulous is there from the show to blog and recipes. Instagram and all social media are, you guessed it, really Corel. And it couldn't get much easier by simply downloading the free Corelcast app at the app store of your choice. And then all the content from Corel Media will flow right on through. That's the free Corelcast app. Remember, I am Corel. Be who you want to be so the laws don't hurt anybody. And subscribe and participate today.